Golf and rock and roll? Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway Don't want no hackers to get in my way The boys and me got a big NASA going It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. And it is the final leg of the Florida Swing, Rich B, right here at Arnie's house, Bay Hill. We've been there, been out there. Course looks great. You were out there yesterday. It's awesome. It's such a great place. And uh, Arnie, every year, uh, you know, he does a little uh, volunteer appreciation day, you know, where, you know, this thing couldn't really happen if there were not a lot of volunteers uh, helping out with the golf tournament. And a uh, little congratulations to those guys. They do a great job. Every year these guys come back. I mean, the same people come back year after year, and uh, uh, it's pretty cool. It's, uh, you know, it's really nice that Arnold takes care of them. Uh, and how about the march they did with, uh, you know, the kids and the players and some of the some of the wives for Arnold for Winnie you know Arnold Palmer Hospital. Oh yeah. Uh so that was absolutely fantastic of course that's you know all the benefits of the tournament to support that wonderful children's hospital that we have here. So uh that was that was really neat to watch and see all the participation there yesterday. Yeah, they're uh you know the the, you know, the charity dollars that are raised here are incredible and uh you know, and and Arnold's been uh, synonymous with the charity and raising money for years and years. And congratulations to Arnold, Mr. Palmer, for uh, participating in in the in the community uh, so well. We appreciate that. Our fourth leg of the Florida Swing is brought to you by Barber Pole Putters. Check out the Irish Lynx series, the Ballybunion, La Hinch, Port Rush, and Waterville. I know, Rich B., you've tested out a couple of these putters. Solid, brass, precision-made putters with radius face technology. Check them out, barberpolegolf.com. We thank them for their support. And, uh, Rich, we're not going to waste any time. We have a lineup jam-packed tonight as we go to the press room and check in with some of our best golf insiders and our main man from ESPN.com, Bob Herrig's on the line with us. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Wow, hey, listen a, to that. The gallery, applause. gallery cheering you on, Bob. <laughs> it's our producer, Rich. Uh, just hacking away, Rich. Keep it up, buddy. Hey, want to ask you, want to ask you a couple quick questions about the tournament, uh, finishing up on Sunday in your backyard over there at Tampa Bay. Bob, uh, Streelman, Kevin Streelman getting his first tour win after six years out there. Yeah, it was, uh, another example, I think, of, of, uh, you know, how we can sometimes have winners come out of nowhere. Uh, I don't think a lot of people saw that coming, uh, but yet, uh, he played the last 37 holes of a pretty tough golf course without a bogey and, uh, 
basically had a number to shoot at after Boo Weekly shot uh, eight under par on Sunday. Boo, boo. And he went out and, and, he went out and did it. You know, it was uh, didn't make any bogeys, made a couple birdies on the back nine and and uh, got his first tour win. Yeah, and he's been kind of, uh, you know, the the story of the sort of the, the guy that's, you know, just kind of fought his way out there and gone through the mini tours, et cetera, et cetera, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's a great little story in that, um, you know, when he left Duke in 2001, he didn't have any money and he played the mini tours. He he thought about um, getting out of golf and being a golf coach and it didn't work out and had some sponsors leave him and actually caddied at Whisper Rock in Arizona where he's now a member, you know. So uh, in, in ten, 10 years or so time, things really changed. Hey, they were, telling, we they were telling some great stories about him on TV. Now, this is the Kevin Streelman that won the uh, Kodak uh, Challenge, uh, the Million Dollar That's Challenge, right. a couple of years ago. And, boy, didn't he hand out some money? He did. He handed out some money to his family and uh, his mom and, uh, you know, the family members. And, you know, those are great stories that you love to hear. And, um, hey, congratulations. You could tell this one meant a lot. You really yeah. could. Congratulations, Kevin Streelman. He, uh, you know, that's a huge victory for him. And that does that that'll get him into the Masters. Absolutely. He's in Augusta and uh, in the PGA Championship and on his way to a lot of other stuff as well with by winning that tournament. Couple other uh, notables: Justin Leonard having a great tournament. We haven't seen Justin up the leaderboard in a while, Bob. That's right. He did have a very good tournament, um, and he's dropped to three hundred and something in the world. So uh, he he kind of needed it, and you know, just had a, he was in that he was in that last group with Streelman. Just had a tough time, uh, uh, you know, closing the deal there. But it was it was good to see him play well again. And Sergio having another good finish. Yep, Sergio was up there. Jason Duffner was up there. Jim Furyk. Um, yep, Jim Furyk. Uh, Sergio's actually had two pretty good tournaments in a row. Uh, so, um, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see him do well at Bay Hill this week. Well, speaking of that, of course, um, we're right here with the with the tour in Orlando, and you've been out there uh, the last couple of days. Give our listeners uh, some sense of what the chatter's been in the press conferences. And, of course, you know, the big, I guess, anticipation is will Tiger win number eight and be, uh, you know, back on number one in the world? Yeah, yeah, obviously a lot of focus on Tiger, no doubt. Seven-time winner here, defending champion. Uh, If he wins, he goes to number one again for the first time since uh, the end of 2010, and it would be, you know, quite the uh, climb back. Uh, you know, he had fallen to 58th in the world as late as uh, November of 2011. So basically, we're talking, uh, actually, you know, to be honest with you, whether he gets to number one or not, it's, he was number two for a good part of last year, and he he went from 58 to two in roughly seven, eight months' time. It's a really pretty good uh, turnaround there. It's incredible, but, uh, yeah. absolutely incredible. I, I think getting to number one would sort of feel it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that there's a lot of people out there I don't think that would ever be satisfied, you know, the whole, well, he won't be back until he wins a major. He won't be back until he wins on a course where he's never won before, uh, which I happen to think is sort of a ludicrous argument. I mean, when you 
you've played for 17 years, you're going to play a lot of courses. And if you win 76 tournaments, you're going to have to win on the same course once in a while. I mean, there's just, you know, there's not, there's not 70 different golf courses that they play. There's, there's about 20 that he plays or 25 pops. So, uh, you know, uh, it's just, uh, it's a tribute to him, I think, that he's gotten back to this point. Especially when you consider, and he talked about it in the press conference, sort of the perfect storm that happened, uh, you know, with his, um, injury issues and then making the swing changes that he felt were, you know, critical long term and, you know, being limited to be able to practice and play. And then, of course, you know, as many of us were saying when he came back, was he playing enough tournaments, but really sticking to his guns and the way he's always played his schedule. But given all that together, it, you know, and how good the players are out there, as he frequently comments about, it, it's, you know, remarkable. Yeah, you know, I, I remember back to the to the Bridgestone in August of 2010, and uh, uh, that was when he when he really hit rock bottom. Um, he uh, he just he just was awful, you know. He, he was at a course where he had won a bunch of times. Uh, you know, he finished, I believe, he was 18 shots back of Hunter Mayhan, who won. Uh, and that was in August of 2010. You know, you had the great masters after you came back from the break after the scandal issues. And then, and then he, he kind of lost his way after he parted ways with, with Hank Haney. And that's when he decided to go to work with Sean Foley. And he showed some signs at the end of the year. He contended at the masters in 2011. And then he got hurt, you know, and, and he missed most of the summer. And it was almost like starting over again. You know, and that's, that, he missed all that time, which is why his ranking dropped. And, you know, he dropped to, to 58th. And, uh, you know, like you said, the injuries, the swing change, which takes a long time. This was, this was a drastic swing change. Um, you know, one thing after another. And, uh, and as you said, the competition is good. You know, the, the guys that are playing now, a lot of these young guys never got beat up by him. And so they have no fear. You know, they don't fear Tiger Woods. Uh, they, they're, you know, they've, they they've seen him struggle. And so for them, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's that, that intimidation thing, it, it really kind of doesn't exist. So he's had to face all of that. And here we are. He's won five times in the last year. You know, since Bay Hill of last year, he's won five times and only Rory has won five times, uh, in a little over a year. And, uh, so, you know, it's kind of, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty impressive, and, and if he's not back, well, he's certainly among the best in the world right now, if not the best. Yeah, best in the world all time, <laughs> no doubt about it. You asked him a question in the press conference about the Masters, uh, and of course the fact that he's been in contention uh, you know, the last few years, hasn't won the tournament. Um, you know, you know, what has it been? How many years now? Eight years. Eight years. Yeah, yeah, hard, 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 hard to imagine. Considering we always see that clip of him, you know, hugging, hugging his dad and pump, you know, fist pumping when he sank that putt on 16 that year. But um, I, you know, it would seem to me that he really would has his sights on on the Masters this year. What do you think, Bob? Hey, Bob. Well, we lost Bob there for a minute. Uh oh. I like his chances at the Masters. I think he's uh, coming back. He's going to be strong mentally and physically. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's uh, it, I I think getting the Masters 
putting him back on track in terms of major victories is going to be really key. And I, as we know, Tiger weighs the majors bigger than anything. So it's going to be interesting to see. And as everybody will say, you know, pulling down uh, uh, the driveway there at uh, the Masters, um, it's always going to get you excited. Yeah. All right. We got Bob back. Hey, Bob. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. I I was just saying that uh, uh, I think I was saying that, uh, you know, I think he wants to win them all, you know, and and, and obviously he's going to be focused in on this one. Last year, I wonder if he wanted them too much. You know, he, he tried so hard, and, uh, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he plays this week at a place where he's done well and then sets his sights on that on that major. We're talking to Bob Herrig, ESPN.com, live from the press center out at Bay Hill. So uh, a couple minutes left here, Bob. Tell us what you see, uh, you know, in terms of the play you've seen so far. Of course, the Arnold said the course is as good as it's been, ever been. And but it certainly always benefits the long hitters, which would say, "Hey, uh, Bubba Watson, Phil, who do you think's got the edge?" Yeah, I mean the, the rain that, ha- that that occurred today is um, is going to make things interesting. You know, it, it really softened things up, and 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 you know, Tiger talked about that. Probably makes the play easier. Um, you know, because it won't be hard and fast. It certainly it won't be tomorrow. Maybe that'll change if. If uh, if it dries out, but uh, you know, I, I think that kind of opens it up. You know, a lot of guys can can do well when when that's the case. Uh, um, you know, Graham McDowell's been playing great. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of guys looking to find form. It's a great field, nine of the top fifteen in the world. Um, you know, I I, yeah, I I think I think we've we've got a chance to have a, a really really good week, a really good tournament. Excellent. Well, we appreciate you calling in and spending a few minutes with us. As always, Bob Herrick, check him out online, ESPN.com, one of the best (laughs) in the business. We'll let you go back to work. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Take care. All right. And, uh, hey, Rich B., we're going to have two tickets to give away during the hour. Going to be at the end of the hour. So for our listeners, stay tuned. We're going to have a... a little bit of a trivia question to win those tickets. How Two old, how tickets. Old, yeah, the question is, how old is Holly? Oh! No! <laughs> oh! No, no, 18, no. right? Younger, younger 20, than you, buddy. 21. <laughs> Always will be younger than you. Ka-ching! Um, <laughs> hey, we got a good friend on the line who we've known a long time, and he happened to marshal out in one of the groups today at the Pro-Am, and we're going to check in with him right now. Darren DiCarlo, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hey, Darren. Hey, good, to, good to talk to you. Got Rich B here. Darren DiCarlo, PGA professional, as well as wow. the owner of, give us your big pitch, Darren. The Perfect Club branding, Perfect Club company. That's right. The Perfect Club? Yeah, the Perfect Club, it is. Wow, how about that? I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything about that in a while. Yeah, just... Uh, going really well the the perfect club branding has been in business for 11 years now and going strong and getting better well darren you had the opportunity to marshal out at the pro-am today and you were uh in ben curtis's group correct yes well you're a tour i mean you're a you're a club professional as well that's your background but tell us how did the course look and how fun was it just to walk with the with the group today uh, well, it was unfortunate that they only got to play nine holes due to the two-hour rain delay. 
But as far as the course, I don't think I've ever seen it. I, I don't think I've ever seen the rough as high and as thick and nasty. And even with the rain, the greens were super fast. So I can't imagine how fast they're going to be in the next few days if we, if we don't get any rain. But um, I, I heard the one guy mentioned about, you know, it's going to slow up the course a little bit. It, it, the rain sure didn't slow up the greens. They were lightning fast. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's going to be exciting. I mean, uh, you know, they've always had great greens there at uh, Bay Hill, you know, and they're big. And uh, let's, uh, you know, somebody's going to be uh, with the stat. Now, the stat of the of the year is uh, strokes made up on the field on the putting green. Darren, if you're putting well, you're gonna you're gonna make up uh, uh, shots on the field. Absolutely, and th- I think the big thing is going to be tee shots. If uh, some of these amateurs today, literally, they got in the rough, they couldn't get out with an eight iron or a nine iron. So, I mean, it, it was just brutal to see some of these guys hit to try to hit out of the rough just to get it back into play. Um, and you know, a couple of guys it almost like they hurt themselves. They're just not strong enough to get it out there. So, I think uh, whoever hits it straight and pretty long off the tee, which Tiger was looking really good. He's my pick this weekend for sure. He's looking really good, looking fit. Um, I actually saw him after his round with the amateurs. He actually came back out and was practicing his putting, which is, I think, you know, a little little rare for him. Usually he plays the, the pro-am and takes off. So I think he's ready. I think he's going to win for sure. You're a teaching professional, Darren. What do you think? How, do you, how have you seen, you know, Tiger's swing shape up now under the tutelage of Sean Foley? What's the big difference you've seen? Like to me, it's a little bit. It's more compact. It's not as long flowing. Um, I, I, you know, I think when his swing was had a li- was a little bit more fluent. That's when he was playing his best. Um, but it's more compact. He's a bigger guy now. You know, I, I call it like man strength. You know, he's he's older now. He's he's gotten his like man strength. His arms are bigger. His waist seems to be smaller. It's more compact, and um, I think that's just going to result in more accuracy and and. Uh, and more greens hit, and more the more greens he hits, the more putts he's going to make. You know, that's what people say about me, Darren. Uh, there's a lot of man strength, man strength. <laughs> in this that's guy's true. golf swing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, looking at the, the, the field, Darren, of course, you know, Tiger's kind of an easy pick. He certainly loves the golf course. Yeah. But do you see who else do you see the course favoring? If the rough is long, um, uh, is it going to be somebody short game like – you know, like a Phil Mickelson or, you know, just a straight hitter? Uh, that's a good question. I think, you know, I, I kind of base my picks uh, off the pro-am, believe it or not, because I think if they're playing good with with the amateurs and, you know, they're kind of figuring out, you know, where the whole locations are going to be, et cetera, and I think if they play well in the pro-am and make birdies, I, those are usually my picks. So I would say, like, Snedeker, um of course, Tiger. I mean, I, I think if he's playing, he's playing well already. I, I, I think he's going to kill the field this week by three or four shots. I mean, you, you, you don't don't quote me on that, but if I had some extra money, I would definitely put it on Tiger this week. He's just looking really good. Um, I thought Ernie was swinging really good, believe it or not. Um, let's see who else was really. Good. How about Justin Rose? He, uh, he could be a tough contender. I think because he's so long off the tee, and I heard you mention Bubba Watson, um, it's not so much length, I think, at Bay Hill. I think it's, it's definitely some accuracy involved. 
and some even on the par fives, you got to be accurate off the tee to get into the fairway to even have a chance to get up, you know, close to the green and make a birdie. So I I, I wouldn't go with the longest hitters because if those long hitters, it, it's still running fast in the fairways, and if it if they end up in the rough, they're in trouble. Their rough is so thick. Well, and I think of of course a hometown favorite's got to be Ernie Els, who's won two times at Bay Hill and most recently in 2010. Yes, yeah. we'd love to see Ernie. Ernie win it again. Well, Darren, we appreciate you spend a few minutes with us. Darren DiCarlo from the Perfect Golf Club Company. Thanks, guys. Darren, where can people go check out your website? Uh, Theperfectclub.com. Hey, how easy is that? If you want to hit it straighter and be, you know, and if you want to hit it straighter and be in play, that's the club to use. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. You're Thanks, listening guys. to the Golf Insiders 740, the game. Stay with us. We've got lots more coming up live from Bay Hill and our two ticket giveaway. Stay tuned. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so mean. I got good eyes, I don't be all We're right. back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. We're talking Bay Hill, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. It's all happening over there at Arnie's house, Rich B. Hey, the uh, the show is in town. Yeah, uh, Thursday through Sunday, Bay Hill Club and Lodge. Let's go. Uh, we got a uh, 100.8 uh, million going to the winner. And if you pick up your Sunday or the Today's Sentinel, You'll get all your uh, information. They've got the schedule of events. They've got the ticket availability. And if you go to uh, ArnoldPalmerInvitational.com, you can get your tickets right there. Apparently, Arnold said that tickets are ahead of last year. And, of course, we know that's good because all of the proceeds go to the Arnold Palmer Winnie Hospital for Children. You know, I mean, the ticket sales are good even without Rory McIlroy. Okay, Rory, stay home. Don't come here to Orlando, Rory. Forget about it. It's not for you. And uh, our fourth leg of the Florida Swing is sponsored by Barber Pole Putters, some of the best precision-made putters in the world with radius face technology now available here in the U.S. And, Rich, you know all about radius face technology designed to stroke the ball above the equator and give the truest roll. And we know you are all about sinking those putts. You know, the tech, on the scrambles the, we play in the just the engineering that goes into these things nowadays. Uh, you know, the putters have come a long way. Uh, they are doing such great technical work. Uh, you know, uh, the only thing that's wrong with the putters these days is the people holding on to them. Well, you can check them out at barberpolegolf.com. And we are going to go back live to the press room at Bay Hill and bring in another one of our golf insiders, a man that has covered the tour for years here in the Sunshine State, someone that I've known for quite a while since my days back at the LPGA too many years ago. Uh, Gary Smith's on the line with us from the Florida Times Union up in Jacksonville. Hey, Gary. Hey, Holly. How you doing? Awesome. So good to talk with you, my friend. 
Um, yeah, it's always, always, always a pleasure. Boy, speaking of your days at the LPGA, not to get off on a tangent, but have you guys covered what happened to Yanni Sang today? No. Do you have a scoop for us? Oh. Yeah, well, you know, not as a scoop. Yanni Sang, the number two rated player in the world, former number one, and the defending champion at the Kia Classic this week, missed her pro am time and got kicked out of the tournament by the LPGA. Whoa! <laughs> she said she was not feeling well last night and she overslept. Her pro am time was nine o'clock, by the way. Oh? Not that early. Yeah, well, well, for Rich B, uh, it it would be it would be like lunchtime. News. Gary Smith's yeah. with the uh, scoop o the day right here, yeah. uh, coming live from the uh, Golf but, Insider. Hey, Molly, Mike Wan, Mike Wan's not messing with that pro am rule. No, he cer- <laughs> no, he certainly isn't. Certainly isn't. And um, yeah. so, by the way, everybody made their pro am time at Bay Hill, and it was abbreviated because of the thunderstorm this morning. So each wave played nine holes. Well, also some so other breaking some other breaking news. Uh, Tom Watson's giving back one of his captain's picks for the Ryder Cup. Fill us in on that. Uh, it's just a decision he made. He actually consulted Paul Azinger, who Paul Azinger changed the rule to give, go from two to four, and now Tom reduced it uh, back there. But he said he he consulted with Paul, and Paul kind of gave his blessing. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm sure Tom would have done it whether Paul agreed with him or not. Uh, but I would suppose that it it kind of removes half of the criticism if you if you make some bad captain selections or guys don't play well and everything, and or maybe it's is like you said that, that, that you're going to get ten guys who are playing well based on the point system. So uh, you know perhaps Tom would like some of that component to be taken out of his hand and decided by you know how the guys are actually playing. Me personally, I would trust Tom Watson to pick four guys who could help the team. So uh, I'm not sure I agree with Tom on this. Well, well you know, hey, if if Tom's picking you as a as a, a captain's pick, I think you're going to have a performance. Uh, uh, you know, you're going to perform at a very high level because Tom Watson picked you. And if Tom puts a finger on you, you and better, Tom you is a, and Tom is a guy who knows all about playing over there in Europe. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. I, I think he's probably one of the best to make the picks, especially. Yeah, I, 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 I actually did. That was kind of unexpected. I talked to a lot of the guys, and it did, it did kind of come out of the blue today. Uh, that Tom was doing that. There was a feeling that you know leave that system intact. Uh, but there it is. That's the way it's going to pick. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be twelve very good players going over there. It's 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 a matter of whether it's going to be twelve very good players making making their pucks. <laughs> twelve very good players. All it comes down to. With collapsible uh, golf uh, games there, well, like they did last, this year. <laughs> yeah, we don't we, we don't want to revisit Medina. We I was there and it was it, it was painful, wasn't it, Gary? Uh, if you're a U.S. fan or remember the U.S. team, it was it was painful and it all came down to late Saturday and on Sunday. Ian Poulter, one guy made made a a a, a batch of putts. Uh, Ian Poulter single-handedly pulled that team through. That yeah. and uh, reminded me a little bit of Colin Montgomery, who's six zero and three in, in Ryder Cup singles, and has a good doubles record. Uh, but I don't know that that was as much of, of a collapse by the U.S. team. I don't think it was. As a matter, of, some guy just made a deal with the devil <laughs> on <laughs> Friday night and went out there and made everybody look at. Well, and we know that the Ryder Cup is a lot about emotion. It's a lot about momentum. And, um, you know, 
uh, those euros, they know how to ratchet up. And, hey, um, exactly. they, they did it. The one guy you probably, if you're on the U.S. side, the one guy you probably don't want getting all emotional because the rest of the team feeds off is Ian Poulter. You know, you just don't want that guy uh, getting hot and, and, and taking the team with him. That's what's going to happen. You know, he's got uh, the worst stare, I think, since old Raymond Floyd, you know, and he has got that thing going. Look out. Yep, exactly. So let's talk so, about uh, some of the field. Um, well, it's a pretty good field. Three of the last four major championship winners are in this field. Uh, and the fourth was was the object of a little, little contention from the king today. Uh, uh, Arnold Palmer said he... In conversations he had with Rory, he came away with the impression that he was going to play, and Rory has never played in this tournament. And uh, uh, and Arnold said he was he was very disappointed and not sure uh, why he made the decision he did. Now Tiger tried to cover for his you know his new homie because they're both down there in Jupiter and play a lot of golf together. And Tiger tried to say, well, you know he he. Uh, uh, maybe he felt like he needed two weeks before the Masters, and different guys had different schedules and things like that. Uh, and uh, you know, but Arnold, Arnold clearly wasn't happy. You know, you know that old uh, that old HBO show, The Wire. There's a line in there: "When you come at the King, you best not miss." And I'm just wondering if you get on the King's uh, if you get on the King's uh, doo doo list. <laughs> yeah, how, how, what kind of far-reaching effects that has? But Arnold's not happy with this. Well, Graham McDowell was speaking to that about, you know, deciding when and where to play isn't, you know, isn't mm-hmm. easy, especially for, you know, these guys where they're traveling back and forth across the pond. And he was mentioning mm-hmm. a similar thing that he's never played the Memorial Tournament uh, due to his scheduling. Yeah. And he said, am I disrespecting Jack Nicholas?" He said, the guy's one of my golfing idols and heroes, you know. So uh, I think he, he said a similar thing about uh, Rory's situation. Exactly. Uh, maybe Rory should have should have played last year or this year and 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 gotten kind of gotten that out of the way, uh, so to speak. Uh, made an appearance and and helped Arnold out because Rory, you know, Rory does move the needle. One of the few guys who does. But you know, the other guy moves the needle, Tiger Woods, now because of a combination of Rory's slumps this year and Tiger winning five times in the last two years, which is one more than Rory's won. Tiger can get to to number one in the world with a victory this week, which he hasn't been uh, at that spot since October of 2010. We're talking to Gary. So it would be interesting to see how all that. And, and you know what? Tiger used to profess, you know, he's, oh, all I want to do is win tournaments and stuff like that. Tiger indicated today that he's clearly conscious of the world golf rankings and really wants to get back to that spot. We're talking to Gary Smith from the Florida Times Union up in Jacksonville. We've got just a couple of minutes left, Gary. We want to take a minute to get your thoughts on the TPC at Sawgrass coming up uh, in the first week of May. How's the how's the tournament shaping up up there and and the course? Well, they're having a good growing season for the course. I was talking to the uh, to a couple of uh, superintendents up there, uh, not Tom Blatch at the TPC, but I think these guys all think alike. Uh, you know, we had a, we had a couple of really tough winners. And then last year we had this hot winter. We went straight from from a mild winter into almost summer. And this year, just a couple of freezing nights, not too hot, not too cold. It's been a perfect growing season up there. So I think uh, the course is going to get in shape. Now, I talked to Jeff Clough today, whose father used to be the superintendent of the TPC Sawgrass, and he said he played there this past week. And he said 
He said the course needs some work. He said, however, the conditions are there for Tom Blass to get this thing back into championship shape. Uh, outside of that, you know, th- th- there's a lot to stable about this tournament. You know what kind of fields you're going to get. You know you're going to get the best field in golf. Uh, what they continue to do is is make this uh, make the amenities and things like that and everything for the fans uh, uh, better every year. They they try to enhance it. And it's interesting the tours and the players' championships marketing on this now. They don't want to say nobody says the words fifth major anymore. They just it's like it's like dirty words around PGA Tour and Players Championship headquarters. What they're saying is we want this to stand alone. It's the PGA Tour's most significant championship. We're going to run the best tournament we can, and we want to be compared to the Indianapolis 500. We want to be compared to the Daytona 500. We want to be compared to the Kentucky Derby, the total experience on the course and off the course. And they are, quite frankly, done with comparing it to the majors, and they're just going to compare it to other large events. That's the, 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 the thought process going forward. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, it's exciting. We've had a great run here this month, and of course, they'll all be coming back for the TPC the first week of May. Who's your pick to be holding up the trophy on Sunday, Gary, here at Bay Hill? Uh, It's hard to bet against Tiger since he's won it seven times. Uh, All right, then who's your dark horse? My dark horse would be Justin Rose. Justin Rose. All right. He's, he's playing pretty well, and I tell you what, now I don't know what the effects of the injury, but before Brant Sattaker, uh injured his ribs and everything and he played the last four or five holes of Pebble Beach and Payne, you know, Brant Sattaker had had a victory and, and three top threes, and he had such a lead in the FedEx Cup points and the money list that he missed five weeks and he's still number one in both of those. So Tigers closed the gap. But uh, watch out for Brent Snacker if he's healthy. Yeah, it's going to be a great day on Sunday out at Bay Hill. Thanks so much, Gary Smith. We'll let you go back to work from the Florida Times Union. Always a pleasure, Holly. All right. And uh, stay tuned, listeners. We've got our two-ticket giveaway coming up in our third segment. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 740 The Game. Stay with us. we got lots more coming up. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggles blue. We're back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G along with Rich B and, um, Rich. Hey, we've got the green jacket classic. The Monday after the Masters, big tournament here, out at Timaquan, two-person scramble, $50 a person. This is big-time fun. Shot Doctor will be out there. We'll be out there. Uh, go to 740thegame.com, and you can find out all the information. The Green Jacket Classic, it's a lot of fun. Hey, you know, it's Masters weekend. Take Monday off. Come out, play some golf, and have a great time. And Richby, our fourth leg of the Florida Swing, brought to our listeners by Barber Pole Putters. Barber Pole Putters are 100% solid brass, and they are precision engineered, eliminating any possible dead spots or air pockets, which can happen, as you know, with casted cheap putters. These are the best putters on the planet. They're now available here in the U.S., and you can check them out at barberpolegolf.com. Hey, did you say uh, air pockets? Air pockets. <laughs> <laughs> pockets. 
<laughs> and we got a couple tickets to give away to the Bay Hill Tournament. The API, Arnold Palmer Invitational. Now, we were kind enough to get a couple tickets uh, handed over to us. And we're going to do a little trivia contest. Uh, Rich, our uh, producer, will be there answering the phone. We're looking for the third caller. The third caller, 1-800-7-2-9. This is what you call a softball from Rich B. 8255. That's 1-800-729-8255. Give us a call. Our trivia question is, Holly. Rich B. How many times has Tiger Woods won the A Bay, Bay Hill. Hill Invitational? And if you've been listening to our golf show, you would know this immediately. And if you don't know this, you haven't been listening to any golf for the past three days around Orlando. So call in. We've got two tickets for the Bay Hill Tournament this week. And uh, we've got another one of our favorite golf insiders live from the press room. Are the one, the only, formerly with the Orlando Sentinel, now with PGATour.com. You know them all, Orlando. Jeff Shane. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? How about that build-up? That's almost as big as uh, we could build up Arnold. (laughs) The suspense. Is the trivia question uh, an issue of semantics? I mean, Considering that it's now the Arnold Palmer Invitational, you asked how many times Tiger had won the Bay Hill Invitational. I knew you were going to catch Whoa! us on that, Jeff Shane. Jeff, I knew it. Jeff, you know what? I had a whiff last week as well. Holly has not let me forget about this. You were talking about uh, Luke Donald, and I was thinking Lucas Glover, and I just totally <laughs> whiffed on that. You know, and uh, I, I'm you know, sometimes sorry. Sometimes I've got to, you know, um, hit the little shock treatment button over there <laughs> underneath the Rich's uh <laughs> underneath Rich's chair to keep him awake sometimes, Jeff, you know? Hey, we all we all get in, into a situation at times where, you know, there there are two hundred plus golfers that play on this tour at one time or another and it you know, if you if you mistake a Luke for a Lucas every so often, you know, it it, it happens. So no no problem there. Well we were just speaking about Brant Snedeker who Incidentally, I suffered a similar injury oh, here we go. at the PGA show, uh, really? believe it or not, here a strained go. intercoastal muscle on the left side of my ribs. And yeah. this is what Brant has been suffering from. I've been on the IR for six weeks, you know, dragging too heavy a briefcase around the, around the show. Can you imagine, Jeff? This is the only time Brent Snedeker and Holly G are going to be mentioned in the same sentence. I, I, just, you know, just, I, I know it's a stretch, it. but I had to. I had to. But, yes, certainly Brent came out the hottest uh, hottest out there um, earlier in the year. So I think it's exciting that he's healthy, and it's just going to be a great tournament this weekend. Yeah, it is. And one thing that I noticed with, with, with Brent, I mean, obviously when a golfer comes back, he says he's feeling good, he's taken the right amount of time, hasn't tried to push it, unless, of course, it's like the week before major. But uh, uh, one thing that I did notice, I just happened to glance up at, at the scoreboard today uh, on Pro-Am Day, and whose name should be second on the list? Brant Snedeker. Ooh. Mm, so he's coming off the IR pretty good. I don't know about your game, Holly, but he's coming back real nice. Well, we had someone on earlier, uh, Darren DiCarlo, who's a, a teaching pro here in Orlando and also uh, runs a, a golf company. And he was with a Pro-Am group today as a marshal. And he said he frequently looks at the Pro-Am board to see how players are doing. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a good indication, don't you? 
pretty much, you know, there's always the, the, the one niggling question in the back of my mind, or did he just get a really hot amateur today? But, uh, yeah, for the most part, I would say it's a very good indicator. Well, from how he was describing the, the rough out there, sounds like the amateurs were having a heck of a time just uh, chopping their way out. Well, certainly, uh, I think the rough's a little taller at Bay Hill than a lot of other PGA Tour stops. And the fact that it did rain and, and we, we had some, you know, some pretty good uh, moisture come down in the morning, uh, when you try to hit out of that, that rough and it's wet, then it just, you know, it multiplies the, the, the problems that could happen on that golf swing. Well, I know you've been out there. You did a little preview on PGATour.com about the shape of the golf course. We spoke about that a little bit earlier. Arnie saying that it's in, you know, probably the best condition that it's ever been in. Uh, let's talk a little bit. You got any sleeper picks that you're keeping your eye on that we might not have on our radar? I'm going to be interested to see how Boo Weekly does this week. He's, uh, he's spent so long on the injured list with one thing or another, mostly with a shoulder injury, but he had a rib thing last year, just like you and Brant, and uh, he, he had to have a cyst removed last year, and it's kind of been one medical thing after another. Well, two weeks ago, he goes to Puerto Rico and ties for eighth. It's his best finish in a couple of years, and then goes to Tampa and builds on that with uh, the runner-up finish and, and a great 63 at Innisbrook. Uh, you know, there were a fair number of 60s uh, on Sunday at Innisbrook, but most of them were all, you know, 68s and 69s. The 63 was like eight shots better than, than the field average. And uh, if he can continue doing that, uh, you know, ride a little bit more momentum in here, maybe he's got a chance to do something here at Bay Hill. Well, it sounds like the greens are pretty quick, and I'm not sure how much this little bit of rain is going to affect. If we get some wind at all over the weekend, I think they're going to be playing like a like a major. And I'm wondering, how do you see somebody like Keegan Bradley or Webb Simpson uh, you know, how does this how does this course uh, suit their game? Well, Webb has never really seemed to to have uh, a great year here, um, you know. And, and Keegan has only played this this place once, so I, I think they're still in the course of trying to to get adjusted to it. You know, Keegan is coming off a pretty good finish, you know, tying for seventh at Doral a couple of weeks ago. And Webb uh, has run hot and cold. He was doing really well at the end of the West Coast swing. But uh, he, since he's come to Florida, uh, tied for 20th um, at uh, Doral, tied for 17th last week at, at Tampa. Not bad, but not great either. Well, it's going to be exciting. Uh, some others to keep our eye on, I would say, would be Jason Duffner. He's coming off consecutive top 25 uh, finishes. And, of course, uh, Hunter Mahan, who took a week off, he will be back in the field. Anybody else, uh, perhaps on the European side, we should be keeping our eyes on? Well, I like Justin Rose. Uh, I like Justin Rose uh, a lot of the time because I think he's really become a a really consistent player out on tour. Uh, you take out his uh, second round uh, elimination at the match play, and this will be just his third stroke play event, but... He's finished fourth and eighth in, in his 
last two events. Fourth it's going to be a uh, great, great weekend. Great weekend for golf. Thanks, Jeff Shane. We appreciate it. And our winner of the tickets, Rich B. Dan. Dan. Congratulations, Congratulations Dan. Dan. And Come we hope down. you have a great time out there. Bay Hill, have a great weekend. Go watch some golf. Thanks for listening to the Golf Insiders. We'll be back next week.